Views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. This show is broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. For more information about this show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. The main event is over and the crowd is clearing out. And now it's time to start breaking down the ring. We are your ring crew. Z. I'm Smitty. Orlando. And of course me, the almighty one, Mikey. Uh, we're short two people tonight. Uh, Muscles Manashevitz, a.k.a. Smarky Smart, a.k.a. Joe the Jew, a.k.a. Joe. <laughs> so the Joe the Jew thing is going to stick. He had a wedding to attend tonight, uh, so he will not be here this evening uh the next little thing callie she had uh something come up right before uh we got to the studio today so she's unable to make it as well so you just have your four main eventers right here all the stars uh, yeah yeah none of the mid card all all star all star all eric rowan of us (laughs) every one of us deserves a shot at that main title in this four fatal four way and one of us is gonna jinder mahal our asses into it (laughs) right (laughs) Hey, was our next expansion project in India? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, obviously, we're going to get into everything that happened on Raw and SmackDown. Uh, we are on Facebook Live, so if anyone's listening on their uh, Podcast Detroit app or on PodcastDetroit.com, you can also go to Facebook Live and you can see our pretty faces. Or you can just continue listening. Stick to the radio, guys. Yeah, it's I mean, I am, nowhere, <laughs> I am nowhere near. We all, ha- we all have faces for radio. <laughs> Especially me. Especially me. I got a body for radio too. I heard you had a voice for silent movies as well. Well, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh we're starting a little bit late tonight. The show ahead of us uh ran a little bit over. Uh, so we're going about a half hour late. But in all honesty, it's probably about a good time for us tonight because there's four of us and there was no major things throughout the shows this wrestling this week, but it's mostly news talk. So First thing to discuss is stuff coming out about The Undertaker. Uh, Undertaker, obviously, as you know, WrestleMania, he left everything in the ring. 100%. He put his coat, he put his gloves, he put his hat all in the ring before walking out, throwing up the fist, and going back down into the stage. As of Because of that, there's now some reports coming out, and I want to give the proper... Uh, shout out to whom this is. You can go to comicbook.com, their WWE section. I know that's where the article is from. And here's, uh, let's see. I passed it up. There it is. Uh, update on the Undertaker's WWE future. Anyone who knows about the Undertaker knows that it's literally the most guarded 
gimmick of all time. The only time you catch him sort of people will do post random photos that they have seen him in places in Texas because that's where he lives and they'll post that to social media. And even that doesn't get a lot of traction, you know, um, <clears throat> they were talking about it. I was watching this uh, two part legends with JBL like it was during uh, Undertaker week last WrestleMania and um, they, it was uh, Shawn Michaels, Triple H and Stone Cold that were the panel on Legends with JBL, and they just kept exchanging stories about how they would constantly try to get Taker to break character, and he wouldn't do it even in real life. Like, part of the character, they were saying part of the character is part of the man himself. Like, even when they would go out to bars and stuff, like, he would just sit in the corner by himself. Like, I mean, people would talk to him and whatnot, but he would just own the corner and nobody really wanted to talk to him because he's a scary-looking guy either way you look at it. Right. So they, they, they were saying he did, he did a really good job of, I mean, A, staying relevant for as long as he did, but also, you know, continuing to evolve the character but never breaking character, never once. Which always made me wonder because, remember, he went – uh, he, when he went away and then came back, he came back as the American badass, Big Red, at one point. Big then, evil. Then he was just – he was the biker that, undertaker. Yeah, dead man walking. Yeah, which everyone was just like, God, this needs to go away. I, I think people actually liked it a lot. I, 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 did, I didn't mind actually, it I, think that was, I thought that was I'll more t- Mark Calloway. It, yeah, I guarantee it was. But uh, so my girl, she uh, she watches wrestling a little bit, especially during that time period. And so when he came back as the dead man, she was so confused. <laughs> she, she's like, she's like, this is dumb. <laughs> she was so really? used to the biker Undertaker. Wow. So bit coming out the limp biscuit. <laughs> yeah, he kept rolling, Keep rolling. And he, no, you know, he first came back as an American badass. American badass, right? You can roll with rock, or you can radio edit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, sports, sports, Kita uh, is dropping a. Uh, News that not only did uh, when Undertaker put his gloves and stuff in the ring did he retire from in-ring competition, but apparently that's also retiring the entire Undertaker gimmick, which means now we might see Mark Calloway, the guy who plays the Undertaker, come out and start talking about stories and stuff and completely finally you're getting – You'd be getting some behind-the-scenes stuff. 30-plus years. Yeah. just I, I would pre-order that book. I would buy that book. Yeah, I would pre-order that I mean, book in DVD. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. like, out of, I've, we've heard stories from everybody but him. You know what yeah. I mean? We've heard stories about him. Yeah. Yeah. But we've never heard his story. So, yeah, that'd definitely be an interesting take. I mean, I'd jump on it in an instant. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, okay. First off, this there's no way this is one book. Oh no! If, if it becomes two, a book. book deal, yeah, two or three book deal. Uh, again, it's not even it's not even said that it's books. It could literally just be an Undertaker DVD. Like, just, okay. we're good. <laughs> like Hogan has like five of them, so Taker could at least get three. That just slides this way for it. It's fine. It's like, <laughs> like, Hogan has five DVD sets. I mean, Taker's Michael's got a lot of four. them. Taker's got a I lot. I mean, what Jericho's got three books with the fourth one on the way. Yeah, I think so. And he still hasn't even touched upon. All of his stories. Right. And only the first book was a WWE sanctioned book. What? For Jericho. You know, right. If only the first two were. 
Yeah, the rocks was uh, Kurt Angle had his book and everything. That on. that explains Bishop's why, like in the beginning it? of the book, he talks about how he had to like take some stuff about Benoit out of the book. Yeah, uh, but in every other book, like he references them just fine. Yeah, because they're not yeah, WWE yeah. stuff. Uh, okay, so here's what I want to ask you guys because obviously I, sp- I spread the question to everyone. I mean, I put the articles for everyone to read. Do we think that this is would be an entire Callaway DVD, like or something similar to how we have now, but this time we actually have Callaway talking about stuff, as if you know Triple H talk. Because if you got a Triple H DVD, Triple H talks a lot about the stuff he's doing. You get an Undertaker DVD, you get a lot of people talking about what the Undertaker did and how he appeared and stuff. Or so, like, or like Austin's when he talked about, yeah, like you get his matches in between him talking about what he was doing at the time being. So, are we thinking that's what we're gonna get? I think, that's, I think that's what we get with Mark Holloway, like the Austin DVDs and the Michaels DVDs, where he talked about where he was at that point in his career, what's going on, and then you have a, a match or two in between his little talk segments. Mm-hmm. That's when you get about three DVDs out of or three DVD sets out of it, Blu-ray sets, whatever you want, whatever you buy for your home entertainment. Do you think they do pre-biker, biker, and then post-biker? Possibly, because so, so like Dad alive, dead, <laughs> Dad. <laughs> dead alive dead <laughs> um, I think the first one would be substantial, like when he was mean Mark Calloway and- well I, I don't think a mean Mark TVD is going to sell but I do think they could do one where it included some of his mean Mark stuff That's what on I'm saying, there. Like the first one it would be like the, what led up to him becoming an undertaker to yeah. an undertaker yeah then the second DVD would probably be something like his first run as The Undertaker before American Sure, Man like the has. evolution, yeah. Because that really isn't talked about either. The evolution of The Undertaker, yeah. yeah. Like, or anything old Mark Calloway stuff. Yep. You don't hear about it at all. No, even when refer- referencing Teddy Long is the only stuff. person I think they, I ever they, heard talk they about They touched it. upon some of it during that JBL Legends thing that I watched, but it was more so like when he was in WCW, they were like, you're never going to make money. You're probably never going to get over. Like, you're a good worker. You're athletic. Just we don't see the money in you. And, like, they talk about how Vince, like, took a chance on him with the Undertaker gimmick. And 27 later, years later, here we are. It's it's the longest gimmick. And But that's also why, because Vince believed in him and virtually tailored that gimmick, like, for him and got him over and gave him that – or. I mean, he earned his spot eventually, but like put him in that position. Like that is one of the reasons. Like the Undertaker has never even thought about going somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Um, my question is: so he de- debuted SummerSlam '97, '91, '91, '91. Uh, was fucking Gooker. Gobbly gooker. Yeah, gobbly yeah, gooker. Yeah. Right. The totally. fucking gobbly gooker. Because <laughs> I remember Survivor Series that year was, um, that was also my trial school job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in 97. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's also why I'm saying 97. And then he went to take on Hogan for the title. A year after. Uh, at Survivor Series 92. It was Survivor Series, but it was right around okay. 92. I thought it was Survivor Series, but maybe we're wrong. I don't know. Somebody oh, he, he debuted. Not, he, I know. I know. He, he did. He debuted. Yeah, he debuted with Brother Love. Yep. For, on DiBiase's team in '91. Just dominated everybody. Yeah. Yep. And then in '92, was wasn't that, it him? Wasn't wasn't that was Survivor Series? Wasn't it also when they introduced Paul Bear as his new manager? I can't remember. Someone's gonna smarten us up on this. If not, Mike. Joe, will, where are you at, man? Right. Some someone's gonna correct <laughs> so us. I know he won a title. His first title. A little under a year yeah. after he debuted. Yeah, it was him, Hogan, and, and he, Flair he interfered. Of t- yeah. yeah, he got off of, of uh, Hogan. 
Chris Warren, that was Survivor Series. I sure it wasn't. Was Survivor Are Series? you guys sure it wasn't SummerSlam? No, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I had that match on DVD. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Uh, wait, no. Uh, oh, we're looking at here. Looking so it says Undertaker versus Hogan, Survivor Series 91 is the first ever. So it was at 1990. Oh, no, so 27 did. years, 1990 was his first. Uh, okay, so okay. he debuted in 1991, but it was Survivor Series. Yeah. Thank okay. God. That makes sense. Yeah, we because should know when, that. Because his, his, his we debut was yeah. on a Survivor Series team with DiBiase. I thought it was, yeah, you're right. 91 and 90. Well, it had to be if it's 27 years and it's 2017. Yeah. 90 makes sense. It also had to be because Wikipedia says so and we trust them very yeah. deeply. Yeah, because they're so... Hey, bitch, I edit Wikipedia. I had to edit Wikipedia about the Power yeah, Rangers. Yeah, don't once, ever twice. trust Wikipedia is Speaking what I was saying. Power Rangers, did you see that uh, picture that I posted? I... I, I literally almost dropped my shit at work. I, I, I sent that to Mikey. That, well, what I, picture? Um, I posted a picture on our page. It's uh, Natalia, it's Natalia, Camarilla, and Tamina standing there. <laughs> oh, yeah. And last night, as Mikey's live tweeting, I'm like, I'm looking at them, and all I see is Rita, Goldar, a scorpion. scorpion, and a random putty, which was James Ellsworth. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts laughing, so... I found this picture on Instagram of the three of them standing together, and I tried to get a picture of Goldar, Rita, and Scorpina. You got the picture, though. You, Ellsworth will cut off in the uh, bottom. No, no, no. no. <coughs> Ellsworth wasn't in that picture. Okay. Um, but I was trying to find one similar. But I, I, I'm watching it, and I, you know, Natalia's got her hair up in those little, those two little buns. And I was like, God, this looks like the Power Rangers, you know, villains right here. Tamina being Goldar with the big bigness and the wings. <laughs> so, yeah, Taker debuted 90, 91 is when he got the title. And originally, and this I did not know. He was Kane the Undertaker? Yeah, I didn't realize. I just, he was, oh, I yeah. Didn't, I, didn't I knew realize. that. He was Kane the Undertaker. Originally. Oh, yeah. yeah, for, yeah. yeah for, I never dealt. And it was a he, debut on a, a taping of Superstars. Yeah, I was going to say he was on Superstars. Yep. yep. Uh, yeah, they drop they drop the cane part. Wait, no shit. Damn it immediately. I was gonna say no if, if they do have an Undertaker <laughs> Booker DVD series, the one thing I want to know is how he feels about yeah, that cave. finish at WrestleMania against the Giant Gonzalez. What do you mean with the chloroform finish? So he got DQ'd. I I, I want to know how he feels about it. Yeah, also, that was like the most hokey finish in wrestling history. Uh, really, really, uh, really, really. Nash going like this to Hogan. Poco Doom. <laughs> they were on the same the Papa team. Shango Ultimate Warrior throw up. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. okay. Yeah, the green slime. Okay. 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 Yeah, I was gonna say, man, you, you might you might want to hold that. <laughs> I'm not saying it wasn't cheesy. I spoke too soon. <laughs> it wasn't cheesy. It was, but cheesiest. Yeah, not the cheesiest. Not the cheesiest. It wasn't cheesiest. I said hokiest. Not say, in the fireball Hokey. at the Coliseum at Caesar's Palace. Even that. Even that, no. Alright, so uh Smitty, you brought some attention. You brought uh, some news to our attention uh, earlier while we were sitting outside waiting. So, so, P- so PW Torch um, has reported that WWE is in talks with Mike Bennett and uh, Maria Kanellis. Um, there's also been rumored that they said they're willing to sign with WWE, but they want to be put on SmackDown Live. I wonder why. So Maybe their friends are there or something. They may have friends over there, but honestly, I think uh, from watching both shows. I think you do have a better opportunity to having something some good done with you on SmackDown Live, or maybe they both maybe they both watch Raw. 
Let's go to SmackDown. It's the land of opportunity. And, and, they, and SmackDown has proven they pr- pretty much are the land of opportunity when it comes to both shows. Yeah, we'll definitely go into that a little bit <laughs> yes, later. Yes, we will. <laughs> 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 I'm saying, if anybody's not familiar with Mike Bennett, Mike Bennett is a world-renowned talent. He's worked for pretty much every major company around the world. Except WWE. I said almost every major. Well, wasn't he a former developmental guy? Initially? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, it was uh, he was. It was before NXT inception. He, I know he was Yeah, I know. It was a while ago. He yeah. was with FCW for a minute. Uh, Maria actually was formerly a WWE diva. Yeah, she yep. doesn't go by her last name. They had her play as a dumb ditzy. Yeah, I remember. Airhead. She was hot, and she was the last. Still hot. Yeah, she was yeah. the last female in WWE to pose for Playboy as well. Okay. Wow. You you got a lot of data on her. Yeah, you <laughs> is, love is, her. Is this why you edit Wikipedia? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> I get pissed off when I have one. Where was that pictures. fucking date on the Undertaker asking about Maria? He knows, he knows her career <laughs> step by step. She was, she was third place in the Diva Search tournament uh, uh, on June fourth, uh, two thousand and seven. She had her match with uh, Ashley Mazzaro. I was her last match in WWE. <laughs> <laughs> Point in case. <laughs> right. I had a big crush on Maria Canellis. Hey, man, she, she's nice looking. <laughs> if, you're, I mean, if you watch New Japan, there's a big clip of her like, dancing on the apron and distracting Carl Anderson and having all the Bullet Club dance around with her while she's shaking her ass on the apron. I remember that. Yeah, I saw that. That was, that was good. Yeah. It was hilarious. That sound really sar- sarcastic, but I'm not. I was losing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was so good. Yeah, it was good. It was the best. It was amazing. Mike Bennett has worked with guys like AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. He's worked with most of the guys that you see. He's, Which would make sense for them to want to go to SmackDown then. Even, I mean, Kevin mentioned Owens. that. There was a lot of the a lot of the Japan stuff. So, yeah, I, I get that. You know. Is it? He's his biggest run was with Ring of Honor, so he's worked with guys like Sami Zayn when he was El Generico. He worked with Kevin Owens when he was Kevin Stain, all that stuff too. I saw, and I may even, I think I may have posted to our uh, our Facebook the El Generico uh, with uh, Kota Ibushi. Uh, oh yeah, the, the back and forth that they had towards the end of one of their matches. It was. Uh, well, some people say it was one of the greatest finishes in. Oh, yeah, and I, and I was looking at it like this isn't that great. I mean, and no, it's great, but it's not like I wouldn't go. Holy crap, it's the best fucking. What was match. this? It was uh, it, it was just like the ending. Uh, El Generico versus Kota Ibushi. It was uh, like two thousand seven, eight. I mean, two thousand nine actually, probably. And every, a lot of people are claiming oh. it's the greatest ending to a match. Well, I think <sighs> it's a Meltzer. Finish. Go for it. I exactly what I was gonna say. You know, there's certain people that once it's set. Japanese style, like they'll fucking bite and say it's better than anything they've ever seen before, and sometimes it's great, but I just don't think it's. So, and, and I haven't seen this to judge. And so, maybe, maybe in two thousand seven it was. It was two thousand nine. Okay, maybe two thousand nine it was. It was the first time they ever seen NXT. Eight, right, so I, I mean, later. I'm sure it was uh, pretty good, but I just think sometimes people are a little quick to uh, jump the shark with that type of shit, like the Ricochet. Um, like the ricochet, yeah, or just like the recent Omega and uh, the six, six star, star match. Yeah, the six, star yeah, the old six star match. Like it was a great match, but six stars is fucking ridiculous. All right, I don't know if this was an old Meltzer. Clip. You're an idiot, <laughs> but but I like your opinions on uh, Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah so that wasn't six stars, but Ronaldo, you're right. <laughs> JBL is a bully. It's yeah, six oh, stars. That's next. <laughs> six stars is stupid. 
fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> See, not stupid idiot, fucking idiot. I don't, I don't know how old the clip I was watching was of uh, the elite taking on somebody, but the entire time they had a microphone mm-hmm. and they were like breaking, breaking the fourth wall. Well, like he has him in the sharpshooter, and he's like, "I got him in the sharpshooter." And he's like plugging their podcast and everything <laughs> while he has him in the sharpshooter, and then they, you know, like the guy ends up kicking out of the or like you know flipping him off from the sharpshooter, and he hands the mic off to Omega, and, and you know at the same time tags him in, and Omega gets in, and he's like, the guy goes to kick him, and he like ducks him. He's like, "Oh, can't get me there," and, you know. It like it was just one of the cool, most entertaining matches I've ever watched. Like it. Nothing big happened. It was just, you know, something different. Like the entire time they were just passing the microphone around as they were tagging each other in. I'm trying to imagine watching. Like, uh, anyone remember the story that Owen told of Bret Hart when he had Bret in the sharpshooter? And Owen was just nowhere near selling it. Like he was in the middle of the ring just sitting there like, that is kind of like how this was. And then someone told Bret to look at Owen and Brett saw Owen and then really singed in the sharpshooter. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I've, I've always thought that was one of the greatest uh, wrestling stories ever okay. just because you could just imagine. like that's And it's a testament to you Brett because even, even Brett says, he goes, he, goes he, he prides himself knowing that he's never had a match where he's injured someone. So obviously it shows that he knows, I mean, learning in the dungeon, he knows the full execution of each move. But at the same time, he knows how to not go through even orlando was saying uh i think it was after last week because you want shaming man's punches uh, no we were talking we're talking we're, uh, <laughs> yeah I mean, that's what that's what we're referring to it's um not so much shaming man's punches but there's an art to throwing a punch yeah one of the, the punch is one of the hardest things to throw people think because it's one of the basic things that you see like a punch is harder than a moonsault every day try to throw a fucking punch that everyone can see from four sides that looks decent without actually hurting the guy I could do it. <laughs> it's fucking. It's it's an uncomfortable thing to do. It, you know that's why some guys got those really weird punches. Everyone's got like different like, ones. Like the Rock when he slaps his arm all the way back sure. before he hits you. Even Kurt Angle has got those like stomping, jumping yep. punches. You know, everyone's got a weird punch. But you know, I think the best punches are like fucking Macho Man had that great fucking pinky out. Here it comes. Jerry Lawler. I think Bully Ray had, Jerry Lawler had really good punches. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, I think Bully Ray has some really good so punches. So anyways, actually. punch is really fucking hard. But there's a form to every hold move. Right. Uh, like you said, a sharpshooter. At any point, if I ever wanted to hurt somebody, because my finish is the cloverleaf, essentially. And it's like, uh, at any point, if I really wanted to hurt somebody. Back. Yes, and there has <laughs> been one time where I did. But every other time, I was professional. Really? Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? Sure. All right. <laughs> so this guy was being hard to work with. Insights into Orlando Christopher. Okay, so sometimes, I don't know, in the ring, obviously we're talking the whole time. Like, everybody knows that. So I'm talking to him, and he's starting to do shit that just doesn't make sense. And he's just, he's not responding. So he's trying to whip me off the ropes. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm holding on to the rope. I won't let him whip me. And he fucking says nothing. And then shoot, like, pulls me. Because he's a strong guy and pulls me off the rope. So now I, ha- I take the rope. So I run him and he throws this drop kick fucking right into my fucking balls. So I'm already hot about that, right? Like, because he threw a drop kick into my balls, which means right. don't throw a drop kick because you don't know how to throw one. And also, you just hit me in the balls, right? So it's just everything. I'm fucking like fighting him. He's not talking to me. And this poor guy, um, I was really mad, so at the end of the match, obviously, I, I put him in the cloverleaf, and after the match, I was a baby face, and I put it back on him. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so mad, and I went to the back, and I, like, yelled at him and screamed at him, 
and I actually made him cry, and he knows who he is, and I, I still feel bad about it to this day. But I did make a grown man cry because I yelled at him about play fighting. <laughs> so I'm going to say this right now. This is the greatest fucking thing I've ever done yeah, in my life. So that, I just made a grown man, man cry about play fighting. fighting. Yeah, so that did happen. Um, Can we get that on one of his next t-shirt? But he was he was um, super apologetic, and we've since like kind of buried the hatchet. But he was super hard to work with that night, and I was I, it was unprofessional did he ever of me. Uh, no, he just apologized a lot, and you know. Thought that the wrestling was a little more advanced for him. I didn't think it was. I've watched the match back, and it, you can't really notice what's going on. But being in the ring, it was like fucking. You know, here's one of the insights. You know, if I grab a guy and I fucking pull him, I'm not supposed to have to really pull him around. You right. know, like he's supposed to work with me. Yeah. We're working together. So I'm getting blown up, fucking moving him around. I'm, everything I do, I'm like, I'm really having to fucking pick him up. Everything. So I'm getting mad and madder, and he already kicked me in the balls, and then like. I don't know. He did a couple other weird things. Was I have he to really watch. green or something? Or? He must have been at the time. I, I remember he'd been around for a couple of years, but but yeah, he just got on my nerves a lot, and I was a angrier young man at the time. <laughs> and so I I yelled at him in front of like the whole locker room in the back. I was very mad, and I was unprofessional though because I shouldn't have done that. That's taking advantage of somebody in the ring. Well, you said you. I mean, you admitted it. It's... Yeah, th- that was unprofessional of me. So, but that was my one time I did that. I, again, it wasn't to br- like I didn't try to break anything. I probably could have, you know. Right. But like, but like, but like, I definitely locked it in extra, extra fucking tight and leaned back. So, sorry, buddy. So, <laughs> See, well, look at the bright side. At least you weren't a bully. Well, <laughs> nice, nice segue. Let's let's yeah, nice segue. let's segue into the next topic of conversation. Uh, we didn't hit on it too much last week, other than to say basically I was surprised that WWE didn't move Graves to SmackDown, keeping JBL off for the week because of all the stuff that's going on. But the story has caught a lot more media t- traction than I'm pretty sure anybody wanted. Um, Mauro Ronaldo obviously uh, has left. No, not left. He's still under. He's contract. still under contract he's with WWE until August. Okay, but okay, no, he, no, he's not gone. Okay. He's still under contract until August. So you don't know. Uh, we're not going to make any assumptions because a lot of things could happen. But right now, as of this taping uh, for this show, which is April nineteenth at ten p.m., JBL is under the hot seat. Uh, with a hashtag fire JBL going because of alleged bullying towards Mauro Ronaldo. And again, we're, we don't, I'm not trying to say anybody did anything, but we're going to state all the facts. We'll talk about it. We'll give our opinions on it. And then we'll go on from there. The things that have happened were Mauro Ronaldo tweeted wrestling observer. Was it wrestling? Yes. Obs- okay, wrestling observer put out a greatest uh, wrestling announcers, and Ronaldo was number one, and I think this was the top ten that he just oh, current like yep, current guys. current ones. JBL wasn't even mentioned at all. So, I mean, not oh, surprising okay. to us, What's your point? To, but to us, <laughs> but to us, not surprising. I, I don't think Morrow's number one. I think Morrow made the top ten. Morrow's I think Corey Graves right now. He was best. number one. Morrow's right at okay. number one on this list. So Mar- Morrow, I think Graves like number two or three, wasn't he? I don't know. Uh, Morrow retweeted it, talked about it, and then JBL had a conversation about it on Bring It to the Ring. Bring it, it to the, the table. table. Bring it to the table, which is a uh, WWE show uh, 
a WWE Network show featuring at that time it was JBL Corey and, and Corey Graves wasn't in the oh, first one was he? Look, yeah, yeah he was he's on all of us no he's on all three okay so yeah so they're talking about it and he went into him and said I don't know he doesn't deserve to be there blah 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 who cares then the next week Ronaldo said something but they didn't show up for Smackdown tapings WWE said it was because of the blizzard after the show JBL tweeted out he goes everyone else made it to their job why can't this guy he's gonna talk crap about me because he said something about the announcer thing and he said and then he's not gonna show whatever then Ronaldo wasn't at the next Smackdown taping and now they were due talking to about illness due to illness that they weren't fully fledging right there but shortly after did say it was because of Ronaldo's mental health uh, Ronaldo well known has uh, battles depression takes specific medication and everything for it uh, JBL's tweets about him not showing up have since been deleted. JBL has not mentioned anything regarding Ronaldo. And anytime anybody attacks JBL on Twitter, he automatically blocks them. Not just that's not new, but okay, but not. But this time, it's not just fans. It's also people who still who work at WWE. He has blocked myriads of people because they have may have made mention of it. Of it. Also. Justin Roberts had a book come out that very recently, and I'm talking like right before Mania, and in the book details how he and uh, here's what a lot of a lot of people are saying that he said in the book that JBL had took his passport and hit it, and that's not true. In the book, Justin Roberts said JBL had something to do with his passport because it was just part of the hazing. Uh, since then, Joey Mercury what is he, what is he under? Uh, Mundo, Joey Mundo, Johnny Mundo, Johnny, Johnny Mundo, yeah, Johnny Mundo, not Mercury. You think, uh, yeah, Johnny yeah, John yeah, Morrison, yeah, yeah, John Morrison, Johnny Nitro, John yeah, Morrison. But I'm thinking him because him and at the time it was Eminem, Eminem, yeah. yeah. And he had mentioned he had said that JBL told him and Mercury to take his Justin Roberts passport. They thought about doing it because they were being part of the hazing and JBL going at them, but since deci- decided not to because they just couldn't do that. Uh, Roberts ended up having to go to, I believe they were in France. Mm-hmm. Maybe London. I don't. Either the way, French he had embassy. to go to. He had to go to the U.S. embassy in one of these countries to get a new passport just to leave. All this leads to JBL is being accused of very strong bullying, but not just JBL anymore. Now it's being said that Vince, um, what's the word? I encourages it. Uh, apparently, at one point, it was also said by somebody that. Vince tells JBL to give people uh, this type of hazing and treatment so he can see who the strong ones are, who the one who can take it. They felt like they had to deal with it from the fans and things like that. And a lot of some people are saying that it's just a manly thing. Be a man. Take it. That's what all wrestlers have to take. But a lot of other people are saying this is a real problem, especially with WWE when the whole be a star campaign. Meltzer talked about it. Jim Cornette talked about it. Meltzer was completely against JBL, said he's a bully, said he's heard from many, many more people about how this is going on, how he despises him. Something should happen to JBL. He doesn't think he'd get fired because of how high of standing he has, but something needs to ha- – some action needs, needs to be, to be some type of repercussions. Yes. Cornette, on the other hand, said that's JBL and that's just how it is. And if you give shit back to JBL the way he gives it to you, he will stop messing with you yeah. as hard as he does. I was going to say there's been numerous reports of like – him messing with people. Right. And Steve Josh, Blackman. And, and, and Josh Matthews. And, and Josh, humbling. Uh, and, Joey uh, Styles and, knocked him out with one punch. Yeah. Uh-huh. Say so Josh Matthews apparently decked him too. 
Yeah. Uh, this also goes on to, uh, I mean, many more people have had said they've had instances and stuff. It even became a Wikipedia page. Like there's right. a Wikipedia page now where they've uh, documented. And again, Wikipedia is edited by that right. user. But Orlando had a good point. We were because we were obviously we pre-talk about this stuff. Uh, well, there's two sides to this that I think that need to be said, and it's the two sides that you're already hearing. Um, one is it's an old school fucking mentality to kind of rib guys and haze them and make them earn their way in. Um, but I personally find that you don't do that to announcers and staff. That's more of a wrestler type thing because we're used to that. You know, we, we're trained to get fucking heckled and fucking dealt with. and You almost have to. Right, right. right. So it's like, yeah, like we're, we have to deal with that. So to do it to an announcer, I get it. He wants them to be one of the boys ultimately. But I think there's a step where it becomes a little too far for me. And, and I think when he has a history of doing these types of things, and we haven't even mentioned the Blue Meanie thing. I think we covered it last week where he, yeah. he jumped Blue Meanie at the one-night stand. Oh, the one-night stand, six, six, You know, they're six. all working, and he just fucking starts beating the shit out of them for real. And, like, And it wasn't a war, yeah. Right, so. You know, those are some real punches. And, and, yeah, I get it, everyone, at the end of the day, you know, they, they figured their things out and straightened out their situation. But, but it's like, how many times can one guy be fucking responsible for this? And more importantly... You can't let this stuff go on, not only in today's more sensitive society, but also with the Be A Star campaign. Yeah, right. You have an you have a bullying campaign. Bullying campaign, and you have a guy who is literally bullied. And we didn't even mention the Canyon guy who was there. And I don't mean the wrestler. Canyon. Not that Canyon. <laughs> there's another guy who was there for a cup, of, uh, a cup of coffee who was bullied and quit. I think there's somebody else, another announcer. So there's a lot of this. And it's like it always seems to be like small guys. It never seems like it's some fuck. Until they knock. Right, he's, he's not fucking bullying fucking Seamus. He's not fucking bullying fucking, yeah, I don't know, the big show or some shit. You know, he's bullying all these little guys, which to me is like a fucking. High school guy. He's like a real High life bully. bully. You know what I mean? Here's what the Wikipedia states. Uh, uh, just for the people who. Uh, Ronaldo, Justin Roberts, Miz, Matt and Jeff Hardy. And then they said the others is like uh, guy Simon Dean. Oh, Simon yeah. Dean. Yeah, we said uh, Simon Nova. Dean got it. Uh, Rene Dupree uh, was another one. Obviously, Steve Blackman. Um, and then, of course, you know, the whole, like you said, the Blue Meanie thing. Uh, and so on and so forth. And that's just, you know, just for. Okay, but now here's my question. Okay. Um, if Moro really wanted to be done with WWE, from from what I've read, they're working a way out of his contract. And then some kind of settlement, so he keeps quiet about JBL. Is, is kind of what I read. Right. I, I don't know how true any of it is. But, also, he, but doesn't he technically have grounds for a harassment lawsuit? I would assume so. I would. Assume, I think that's why they would do the settlement. <clears throat> but I mean, would, wouldn't that be hitting him where it hurts? Though, would, wouldn't they have no choice then but to take JBL off the air? It really depends on what's in Ronaldo's contract now. I'm surprised. But there's still nothing about, oh, you're, it's okay to be harassed. I am surprised that with this controversy that they haven't <laughs> temporarily at least taken him off. TV. But, but there but hasn't I'll, been any repercussions. And it almost sounds like there isn't going to be any, which is the it's weird part to me. So you could argue that it was work. I, I don't think you could argue this. Could, well, well, no, no, not, not at this point. But I'm saying like if when it all first started and he was heckling him on Twitter, it'd be like, I oh, mean, it'd be great if JBL could work again. <laughs> He'd get that good heat. But, uh, also, <laughs> But like Marl was the reporter, he worked. He did actually work at MMA event recently, and he took a shot at WWE on commentary. 
Well, he's taken a couple shots at JBL. I've seen his uh, tweets. He had he had reposted, I think, when uh, Bart Gunn knocked him out. He's like, I loved it then. I love it even more now. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, the you know, oh man, I just as a side note because I did want to mention it. Uh, I was thinking about typing something up. Uh, regarding this, uh, the superstar thing when he said it feels because Ronaldo had said it feels good to say professional wrestler again. And it's like I'm of the mindset of I don't think they should be called professional wrestlers. Here's why. Amateur wrestlers are the guys that go grappling on the mat. Uh, I would think a professional wrestler would be the guys that go for the Olympics and stuff like that. That's still amateur, Cur- right? but I mean, but that's it's considered wrestling. This is an amateur. Yeah, it's style. it's it's considered it's yeah. considered Greco wrestling, right? Greco-Roman but well, professional so, implies that you get paid. Yeah. So that that's the difference. Well, and then again, even so, when you're going into the Olympics, they're sponsorships. You're getting paid for that. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if they're technically like getting paid for that. Though. Yeah, no, but you're. You have to. There's no way you're just you're, doing that for nothing. <clears throat> Uh, you, there's some amateur wrestling documentaries out there where they talk about that, how they don't make money yeah. and how other countries like Russia, they do. Um, so there's some stuff out there that I don't think they do get paid. Maybe it's changed, but to my knowledge, like Kurt Angle did not get paid to go wrestle in the yeah, Olympics. No, he got, he got sponsors after the fact, like right. after he won the gold, he got sponsors with Nike and he was right. actually talking about it on Jericho's podcast wow. a couple of weeks ago. But up they're just doing it to win, to yeah. be the best, man. I mean, you, you get endorsements and whatnot, but it's like enough to, to like to you're, pay. You're, yeah, you're, it's, you're it's not like you're it, it's, you're it's not like making a, money. It's like being on a uh, travel hockey team. Like you get a sponsorship to where like your gear and your travel and your your meals are free, but but you're not, not making, like you're making money. Yeah, yeah, you're not making. You make it enough to do what you do. Right. Man. Well, that's what they're giving you. They're giving you the tools to do what you can do, and that's it. But but even the minimum, so, yeah, it's like minimum. being on a college team. Like you get your food, you get your house, right. and you get all that. But that's it. Like, even so, I don't mind the term wrestler. I it's it's professional wrestler. I, I I don't understand why it's such a big deal to be called that. Bohemian promo because I mean, anybody you talk to, I mean, for the most part, and and I understand it is there's a big difference between sports entertainment and pro wrestling. Well, I, I don't think there is a difference to be, to go completely against your point. <laughs> I, no, and that's no, the, no. I, don't I, think, I think it's against I think, my point. I think the problem is that WWE specifically has tried to distance themselves from the term pro wrestling, and unfortunately, no matter how much they try to call themselves sports entertainment or whatever, when people watch that, they go, "I'm watching pro wrestling." It's just what right. we've called it and what people know it as. Yeah, well, so it's like they try to distance themselves from things like that, and I just feel like there's no fucking point, no matter what. If I turn that shit on, no one's gonna be like, "Oh, you're watching sports entertainment right now." Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's gonna be like, "You're watching wrestling." Like, yeah, it, so- and yeah, I, it's 100 percent wrestling. I mean, there, th- there's no way to escape it when your fucking company is the World Wrestling and enter- World Wrestling Entertainment. You know, also, Paul Heyman's promo against Vince McMahon like kind of explained what, what a lot of what was wrong with WWE. What like, promo was this? When he's about you turn wrestling into a dirty word. It was right before the, the first ECW One Night Stand thing. Yeah. So or yeah, yeah I remember. And then so, I mean, like, I I get why they want to do it, but I just at the same time, I just don't see the point of distancing themselves, distancing, excuse me, themselves from something that Make nobody it. else is going to distance themselves from. Everybody else that watches that is going to think the same thing, no matter what the fuck you call right. them. <laughs> you can call them super ninjas, and we're still going to go. I'm watching wrestling. Yeah, I'm watching those super wrestling ninjas. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what that? What'd you say? But see, that's that's what I. Wow, but the, and that's what I'm just referring to. I don't understand what the big deal is to why these why people ha- like. Oh my god, I can finally say professional wrestler. Who cares? 
I, and that's that's just what it is. It's not that I feel like the term doesn't apply, but it's like it's it's not. I don't think it's such a big deal. No, I don't, I don't think it's a big deal either personally. But I, no. I think again, the reason why it's an issue for people is just because they've they've went out of their way to tell you this isn't wrestling. When it's like, no, everyone still thinks whatever you're doing right now is wrestling. Hundred percent wrestling. Uh, so yeah, back to JBL. Sorry for uh, uh, skirting away for a second. Um. I think the underlying issue, and I'm and a lot of agreement with Orlando, is one, it was an announcer that was being treated like this. But two, it wasn't just the announce the fact that he was an announcer, it was somebody who has ha- who has a past with mental health issues. And to attack someone with mental health issues is no longer being a man or you have to be a man and take it or as Booker T said uh, bullying ends once you get your high school diploma uh, which by the way that tw- we had a- we put a tweet out that caught a lot of traction uh, during the raw was like someone was talking about uh, they couldn't tell if Booker was being a heel or face announcer and they're like they keep switching from being heel and not and I was like healing ends when you get your diploma <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of people just went with that. But it's it's a point that he attacked somebody who has a past with me- mental health issues that because of that attack had mental health issue flare-ups. What he did to Justin Roberts, what he may have had a hand in with Justin Roberts is pretty fucked up in my opinion too. There's a huge difference with hazing. Matt and Jeff Hardy, he apparently threw their stuff out. Bags to, outside, yeah. And they, yeah. Had it, and and they went, but then eventually they got them. It wasn't like they lost their shit. Right. Um, there's obviously, you know, again, this is an old school thing. Guys used to fucking shit in everyone's bags, and that was the funniest fucking thing in the world. Have shit, you shit in anybody's bags? No, I've never even been on a show where that fucking happened. Uh, that's more of like an 80s guy fucking thing. Yeah. That good, funny fucking shit in the bag rib. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know? I'd be pissed. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. In today's world, I just imagine guys would fucking kill each other or something. If somebody shit in my bag, I can't imagine just being like, you got me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know so, All so, the shit in the bag again. <laughs> again, that there's that old school mentality. Like, you really had to earn your way into being one of the boys. And there is... Well, what we call policing, like there needs to be like a veteran who's kind of a dick to people mm-hmm. and kind of polices people and make sure everyone's kept in line. And that does involve some hazing, but it's more of like a playful fucking haze and just, right. you know, and then it's time to get serious when it's time to get like serious. Michael? Like who? Michael Hayes. Oh. <laughs> that was stupid. Well, aren't you just free as a bird now? <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Anyways, so I mean, there's a you know there's a time and place for it. Um, it's definitely because wrestling it is like a fraternity in a way. Like you, you know, it's a business, but like you do kind of have to earn your way in. And you know, a lot of guys don't want to do that, and that's part of the problem. They don't go anywhere because they don't want to fucking deal with that. Right. And it does suck. I fucking hate that shit. But but again, there's there's a time and place for it to do be done correctly. I just feel like this guy's overstepped those boundaries multiple times now, and it's like. At some point, somebody needs. There needs to be actual repercussions. If not this time, um, somebody whoop this. his ass yeah. for real. Then it's already happened. Joey Styles knocked him out one punch. That ain't the ass. I didn't humble him. He that. showed up on a black guy or showed up with a black guy to Raw. Okay, and, because he got knocked out by Joey fucking Styles. Yeah, it's like, definitely a smaller guy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know like, that's not an one punch man. knocked him out. <laughs> that's an ass whooping. If you get knocked but, out in one punch, that's an ass. And 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 uh, he's still doing it. So I mean, 
I was about a real ass whooping. Like somebody stumped your shit, your sh- like push your shit in. Well, they're, they're probably going to jail. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not going to be anything that happens with that. Um, Z, what do you think? You haven't really said much. I don't know. I complete honesty. I don't really care. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be quite on it. Like uh, apparently, this is something that's going on for years. Clearly, the WWE doesn't care. Um, it seems, and not to make light of Morrow's illness, but it seems like that is the only reason this is catching fire. If this was, if he didn't have a mental illness and it was just another guy, I, I don't think it would pick up as much steam as it has. Well, then that's. Um, but I also do think that. If you're going to push this anti-bullying campaign, you you can't just let this go. Like you, I don't I I don't think you necessarily need to fire JBL, but maybe like throw them on superstars for like six months. Or Find something. them, do something. Yeah. Well, not I, I. I think at this point, like the way it's catching fire, you need to do more than just fine him. Like it, it needs to be a little bit more than a slap on a wrist, sure, suspension, anything. Yeah, like, treat it like a fucking, you know, a real or, or profession. even or even <laughs> yeah, right. Or even just do like a storyline suspension and have him like work backstage or something. You know what I mean? Like you don't even got to necessarily give him time off, but you. As a company that has an anti-bullying campaign, you need to at least like pretend like you're putting your foot down against this. I mean, you can't just you're kind of just hoping it goes away. And as you're hoping it goes away, it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger, like a wildfire. Yep. Yeah, and but I mean, per in my personal opinion, I don't give a shit. I have, I really don't like. Um, JBL sucks as a commentator. Morrow's better. So, like, if we could trade for one or the other, I'd take Morrow over JBL any day. But, I mean, it is what it is. Either grow some balls and knock them out or, uh, you know, spend JBL. Dang, Jim Cornette over here. I, 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 and it's not even like the whole boys will be boys thing. It's just. No, I agree with you to an extent, too. I mean, if he's bothering you that much and nobody's doing shit about it, take it into your own hands. If you get your ass whooped, at least, I mean, it, it, it's kind of like prison rules. Like, biggest guy in the yard's picking on you. At least if you jump on him and try and fight him, he's going to respect you. You're still probably going to get your ass kicked. But at the end of the day, you earned his respect, and that's probably going to be the end of it. Yeah. So. And again, you know, I think that's part of us just being guys raised in a time period where that's fucking, that's how we're taught like fucking yeah, somebody yeah, like you with fuck you, with you, me, you, so you pop them in the mouth right but i just think you know like you said with the be a fucking star campaign and then with the time period being where it is it's like yeah, it's as, almost as a company you're you super i mean you need to at least like okay, you, you're in the business of sports entertainment and a wrestling lot, you know, whatever you want to call it <laughs> um but you Professional know, you know they, they do a lot wrestling. of storylines where you know, with even with like storyline injuries, like you're not really injured. We're just going to keep you off TV for a couple of weeks and then you know have a big return. Like, why can't they do that with like a JBL suspension? Like, I th- I, I think I, the crowd's the very, so far against it now that I think if you do anything to JBL, he's got to be gone at least gone off of TV. Okay, so like I said, put him on Superstars main event or no? I mean, like no comment. Don't get if you don't put, put him anywhere near. Uh, uh, a crowd, the crowd is gonna try. Why and- not put him as a manager for somebody right now? <laughs> Get some heat, turn it into something. That's possible too. I mean, if I'm a company, who's out of Texas? 
right now in the company? Jinder Mahal. That's him. <laughs> <laughs> All and right, the Bollywood boys. They're both. They're all three out of Texas. That, Speaking of which, right, let's right. go to uh, no final final thing to talk about in the news. Uh, and I just read this because I knew we were coming up on it, but this story came up. Uh, this story coming uh, from part of my because we have pull up so many pages with this now. F four W online. Uh, apparently, the broken gimmick is coming to WWE possibly sooner. Than anything, uh, right now it seems WWE put all their money into that lawsuit and got that. But that's what's going on. Uh, Cease and assist. Apparently, Meltzer, Meltzer said that uh, uh, WWE is working on a deal with Impact Wrestling to use the character on television, which obviously the deal is yet to be finalized. Uh, I'm just reading this article but, straight from but, WrestlingInc.com. But, but okay, here's here's the thing. Well, can I finish? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, as, there have been legal issues with Matt and using the broken character with Impact Wrestling. Uh, especially with Impact Wrestling recently adding a trademark symbol to videos on their YouTube channel regarding all that uh, stuff. And Hardy has been using some of the mannerisms of the broken character on television since returning to WWE at WrestleMania 33 earlier this month. He also been switching his Twitter description using broken version one and hashtag Mattitude, which I didn't realize because when we were talking about this, I saw it said hashtag torn Matt Hardy. Uh, Currently, it's Sensei, Sensei of Mattitude. Matt Hardy. Uh, okay. And his Twitter pr- profile says, I delete things. Truth teller, emotion evoker, adjective, ad- adjective advocate, and others. And he says he's on Adjective raw. advocate. You all thought I was so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> he's the most Putting over- this shit over. He's the most overthinking professional Eight months ago, right now. You were all, no, one. One out of ten. One out of ten. Yeah. No, actually, I agreed with you. And then here, I, 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 I did agree with I you. Fucking, I agree that it was so. Joe hated it. It took a week. Joe hated it. It took a week or two. But yeah. now we're here. We are eight months later, and we're fucking talking about Matt Hardy for half this fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> it's uh, wonderful. It's it's crazy. Like you knew uh, it'd come. <laughs> they're talking about the things that he's done. Like when. Uh, the ring broke on Raw. He tweeted. He was like, "The ring is broken. I can relate." Oh, he's one hundred percent doing great. Uh, there was another one uh, regarding uh, M- Maxwell, his son. He was like, uh, "My son's new favorite bedtime story: To Kill a Mocking Owl." <laughs> and it just goes, dude. Like he, he's definitely in all this. Um, Someone, what else happened? Uh, he goes, uh, the WWE has been incredibly great to Nero and I upon our return. They've taken such good care of us and have been generous to our family time. That was eight hours ago. That was fucking eight hours ago he said Nero. On Raw, when Har- when Jeff was wrestling uh, Cesaro, Hardy was straight broken gimmick out outside the ring. 100% saying, Nero, get up. Yes, yeah. You know, just 100% in the broken gimmick. So you got to see that this is coming. Right. But um, what I was, my point I was going to make is if this is tied up in court, there is WWE can work out a deal with Impact all they want, but it's a cease and desist order. So neither one of them can use the gimmick until the lawsuit is settled. Yeah. Okay, so unless they're going to settle the lawsuit, it doesn't matter what they work out with Impact. 
because they can't use the gimmick until the lawsuit is over. WWE's got enough money. They could because, because I mean, right? Months. They're fighting over who owns the gimmick. Right now, nobody owns the gimmick. That is what the lawsuit. But that's about. what it says. WWE is working on a deal with Impact to use the stuff on TV. I understand that, but until the lawsuit is settled, neither neither Matt nor Impact can use the gimmick because that the the fight is over who owns the gimmick. Well, technically, so the, the court put forth a, a cease and desist order, meaning neither party can use the gimmick until the lawsuit is settled. Yeah, so basically unless – They would have to settle the lawsuit mm-hmm. with impact. So unless they're being like, all right, listen, let's settle this. We'll give you X amount of money. We get the gimmick. But they can't just work out a deal with impact without settling the lawsuit first. The, even if they were got to deal with impact, they can't use it per court order. Logistics, logistics, logistics. I, but that's the way it is. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that killed that story. No, so, so uh, it's. Just, I mean, it's still very. Death, bu- it, it, condolences to the Noy family. I know I'm not the biggest Roman Reigns fan, but oh, uh, I'm proud of you, sweetie. To I'm Matt Noy, aka Rosie, Super Rosie, uh, Three Minute Warning, Rosie, whatever you want to call him. Condolences to the family, the Noy family. Um, he was actually one of my favorite big guys during the early 2000s. Roman Reigns' older brother. Yep, Matt Noy. Mm-hmm. Matt Annoy, aka mm-hmm. the superhero in training. Did you only like him because they didn't push him? Well, I actually, <laughs> actually, he thought his gimmick was shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> I actually enjoy. I, when it comes to Rosie's career, I enjoyed Three Minute Warning when Bishop brought in a Three Minute Warning. So War. did I. I also enjoyed his run with Hurricane. Yeah, his, his run with Hurricane. He was actually legit. Entertaining. I, I did like Rosie and Hurricane together. That was that was entertaining. Is in as a, he was actually a legit good entertainer. He was really good in the ring. He was probably one of the most athletic big guys since Rikishi. Has there the been a, a a release on what caused his death? He was a big fella. I can guarantee. Well, no, they they were problem. saying that he was in the hospital in like 2015 with the uh, heart disease problems. Yeah, that's what I figured it was some type of heart attack. It was like heart, like he was the last time I saw a photo of him, he looked even bigger, a yeah. lot, lot bigger. Which is kind of funny because Roman's a small one in that family. Yeah. Yes. Yes, he is. Um, but no, like when I had read the article, there the cause of death was not confirmed. It was just that. I mean, normally it takes like oh, you know, they have to perform their fucking autopsy or whatever. But I'm sure that's what it was. Something along those lines. Congested heart failure, probably. That's exactly what I was thinking, actually. Which sucks, obviously. Once again, like condolences to the Noy family. All right, let's get on to the weekly shows. Uh, Monday Night Raw happened uh, from uh, Columbus, Ohio. Unfortunately. Yep, definitely happened from the University of Ohio State University. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Can I just talk about my logo just because we said that? Uh, Raw sucked this week because of that. No. <laughs> um, it well, kicked that, off. That's why Ross. Yeah, totally. I mean, if it wasn't in uh, Ohio State, one of our eight followers just tuned out because you guys <laughs> sing it out there. <laughs> We're heels. Uh, Strowman comes out Starts running his mouth Of how he killed Roman Reigns And the crowd is loving it And how he wants competition Then Kurt Angle comes out And he's like Ask him what he wants He's like I want competition (laughs) (laughs) And Kurt's like Well you got the night off (laughs) So he's like Well you better give me competition Or else Or else what Or else what And Yeah Then Samoa Joe defeated Chris Jericho Uh Cleanly, middle of the ring, tapped out. Uh, Gallows and Anderson ended up defeating uh, Enzo and Cass because Golden Truth was supposed to be who they were fighting, and 
The or else was Golden Truth. Uh, Intercontinental uh, Champion Dean Ambrose appeared on Miz TV where a fight broke out between them. Uh, TJ Perkins then defeated Gentleman Jack Gallagher with Neville and Austin Aries ringside, which was really good um, (laughs) for how it started because they were like, oh, a special ringside appearance by Neville. So then Austin Aries grabs the mic, comes out, and he goes, you uh, specialer ringside appearance. <laughs> <laughs> See, I hate Hulu cuts out the cruiserweights. Uh, well, you didn't you, really miss much. Yeah, but I mean, still, stop watch, stop watching the Hulu version. Uh, then in the uh, was it a fatal four way? Alexa Bliss defeated Sasha Banks, Nia Jax, and Mickey James become the number one contender in a pretty good match. Uh, Finn Balor came back fr- from a concussion to fight Kurt Hawkins. Squash who, Kurt Hawkins. Who, okay. Follow Kurt Hawkins on Twitter because after that match on Twitter, he go, wait, that was Finn Balor. I couldn't recognize him without the paint. <laughs> Can I have a do over? <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I was like, yep, uh, right there. Uh, then Jeff uh, took on Cesaro and won. And the bra ended with Big Show versus Braun Strowman because Strowman had thrown Kalisto into a trash can. <laughs> And then, and then Big, then Show, Big Show, Show came and fucking Roger Pickles, I want your own. Don't throw my friends in the trash. Roger Pickles, I want your own size. Uh, By the way, he never got him out of the trash <laughs> in that segment. <laughs> yeah. He left his he left the guys. In the, his friend is in the trash. Fuck him. Yeah, pick up <laughs> don't somebody get him in the trash. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna get him out. It's gross. But don't get him in the trash. <laughs> right. Uh, we ran. I even ran a Twitter uh, poll during the match. Which one? Big Show or Braun Strowman would have the most spit in their beard <laughs> when the match was over. Uh, Twitter show. Twitter picked Braun Strowman. They were right. Uh, so, yeah. It ended with uh, in a no contest because the ring blew up when there was a superplex from Strowman to show. That is that is a like never suplex, superplex to Big Show. Uh, have we not learned his lesson? Champ, give us your rating. What did you like? What didn't you like? What would you have changed? Um, I'm going to give it a, like a 5-5. Five, five. It was a, it was tolerable, but not good. Um, really, my low, I'll start with my low, was uh, Jericho and Joe. Because uh, on paper, that match sounds like it's going to be a lot better than what it fucking was. I agree. That match was boring as fuck. It was such a boring, lackluster fucking match that just ended. And I was I, like, oh. I was expecting so much more. There was, it was just, wow. What? I yeah, I was not impressed by that fucking match at all. And obviously Jericho went on to cut a good promo, but but um that match was not impressive. Uh my high was actually the big show uh Strowman match. I thought it was pretty good. That's the second time I saw two big guys uh, and one of them obviously pretty green. And they and these are like legit giants. And they, I thought they had the best match of the night. The crowd certainly thought so too. They they were really into it. My only complaint with that match is I don't mind them doing the superplex spot because they built it up because they tried they teased it with fucking Braun up there and you know they fucking teased it well and it made sense but why not fucking have him win the match though because like, the way he ended when he got back up when right, he stood like, why, why didn't he, why didn't he just fucking pin him well because the referee was <laughs> fell off the ring yeah afterwards. the referee <laughs> fell took a hard bump on that but uh but but like why like why does the, why would you celebrate if it's no contest it's just to me he could have he they could have easily ended the match like he could have still won like I, I don't understand why it had the to end still there. the ring like he they were both there he's knocked out what would have been any fucking different had he just went fucking pin big show at the end of it 
Did it have no ref? You know, I disagree with you about that match. I do too. <clears throat> Here's I thought the start of the match was great. And then I could tell something happened under the ring to where they couldn't do anything anymore. A lot of rope spots, stuff along the edge, uh and and the build and at while I agree with you, the crowd was totally into it at first. At one point, even while I was uh, live tweeting with, I was like, "Where'd the crowd go?" Like just because all of a sudden the crowd has no noise. For After me. the first, they were waiting for it, but they teased it like three or four times before they did it. So I don't even mind so much the build up like that because I get that we're gonna possibly see this happen again for the third time, which I'm kind of over. I get it. It's a cool spot and stuff, and not many people. Well, that, have seen that's what I was gonna say. Stuff. Is like I think it's it. That's the last time they need to do it. I think that needs. They've done it Third enough. Time to charm. This is my issue with it. The first time it ever happened with Brock and Big Show, it you know it was like what, one end of the ring gave out. Like it looked legitimate. That the last two. Look like there's a button in the middle of the ring, and the minute they press it, the whole ring just explodes. It's like you're that little kid's toy they sell, where you press the button and the whole ring. Yeah, implodes. I'm not sure how they fucking do that, by the way. But um, but the minute they hit the mat, the whole ring implodes. Yeah, At, like with Brock and like I still believe to this day that when it happened to Brock and Show, like it literally broke the ring only because it only broke part of the ring. It, no, but, well, okay, I'm gonna I, spoil it for right for you right now. Show talked with it on with no, uh, but that, but that's fine. But it it didn't look as right that's as fixed. comic book esque, I guess. Because right. I mean, literally, the minute that I don't even think they hit the mat before the ring actually you know exploded. Mm-hmm. But like when they did it with Brock and Show, like I said, the very first one, very first time it ever happened, it was, it was just like one down. side of the ring that was broke. So it lit- legitimately looked, like, looked it, yeah. like it broke, and now it just looks like oh hey, like they pressed a button and boom. Yeah, again, I didn't mind the spot. I just think that needs to be the last time they fucking do it, just because they've done it three fucking times now, and it's always with Big Show. It's like okay. They can't do it anymore. I feel like do it they, they've used it up. It's like the Shane McMahon fucking elbow off the top. It's like, okay, it was cool. It's cool. But we've fucking seen it now. You know right. what I mean? We've fucking seen it. And I 100% agree that I, uh, the last time he did it off of Hell in the Cell, uh, it had its it, it allure because he's older now. It's, right. it's so many seven Right, but years then when he did it yeah. with uh, fucking AJ, we were like, oh, ah, jumping off, yeah, outside. Yeah, yeah we are like, yeah, so we've seen that shit. Yep. So, I mean, it's cool, like, it's cool to do those spots once in a great while, but, like, that spot, because it's such a specific end of the fucking show spot, right. it's like, I don't know. It, it needs to be done. That needs to be the last time. I mean, did you cut... Kind of, did but I still thought the match was pretty good. Not kind of know that the ring was going to explode when your main event. No, was... I, I absolutely knew when they were going to the top and they're teasing us. So no, I, 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 were... I, I talk about when they announced the match. I was like, okay. Oh, I knew the ring was going to. I knew it was when they announced that. Because right off the bat, I was like, "Where's all the LED stuff on the ring?" Then they announced yep. Big Show versus Braun. I was like, "That's yeah, where all the yeah. LED stuff is <laughs> yeah. for the ring." Well, that, that's that's the one thing too. It's like with their design and their set now, it gives it away. Is what was yeah. my other thing? And even the ring post, they use the skinny ring post instead mm-hmm. of the big uh-huh. thick ass fucking with goofy LEDs, monster yeah. post, the yep. ones that block Mikey's vision. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't have minded this one. <laughs> That'd been great if I was at that raw because you know what? I've would been able to see everything. I couldn't see anything. But yeah, it was no. A ring post. So, anyways, still my high though. I still yeah. thought if you look at the rest of that card, the four way was pretty good. The rest of the card was pretty underwhelming, I, especially Jericho and Joe. Very underwhelming yeah. match. Z, rate it highs lows. Four, 
We already talked about my low. It's that the ring exploding. Um, my high is just Chris Jericho. I mean, every time he gets on the mic, I mean, in his t- entire career, he's been awesome. But like lately, he just yeah, this just run cold. has been incredible on the mic. Yep, absolutely. Especially, especially when uh, Elijah Sampson's Elias. just walking around in the background. <laughs> Elias. Is, is it? I thought Elias. Elias, whatever it is. Close, <laughs> close, close, close enough. Fucking dandy drifter. drifter. <laughs> yeah, you dandy, dandy doodling yeah. drifter. Uh, Smitey, rate I, it. I give it a five five. High was Miss EV because Miz is still doing Miz, even though it's something we've seen a million times. I still like watching Miz cut promos. No matter who it's against, it was still really good. You know what? The Miz cut a good promo. Actually, now that you mention it, that was a pretty fucking. And he also, went for real, Dean Ambrose, and then you know brought it back to a work. I thought it was really well done. So he also cut it on yeah. like the same way Austin cut it on on that podcast a little bit when he said, "Would you with that title? Yeah. You're, the title's not you're like title's making you're not making a title on, all that good stuff." Mikey was live tweeting, and I thought the same thing as he did from the live tweet. Like when he set the belt down and took something out of his pockets, I literally thought he was going to set the Intercontinental Championship on fire. Yeah, because it was right after Maurice was like, the title <laughs> I definitely didn't think that, but that would have been pretty fucking wild, man. <laughs> and that's because she was like, it was right after she was like, the he's man the doesn't make guy. the title, the title makes the man. And then he's like, okay, hold this. Handed her the mic, took the title, set it down, put something, found something in his pocket, yeah. threw it on top of it. He did something like that, though, where he took everything out of his pockets a few months ago. Well, he's a prop guy. Sorry. I, that's what I don't like about Ambrose. Like, he's a good worker, but he's a hard worker. But, like, give him something besides being a prop guy. Uh, yeah, whatever. I mean, I don't want to see another. We just seen the same exact fucking feud. I don't know why they would bring him to yeah. Raw to do the same thing. Yeah, like, work with each other. Like, I'm okay it. with it. You know why I'm, I'm okay right with, with it? it? Because it they gets work the together. fucking IC title off of Ambrose, and they're going to put it back on Miz, and you're going to watch Miz with another great IC title run, and they might actually swap it. That, now they might actually change the look of the, those belts. I'm okay. That's the only reason I'm okay with it. I agree. It's another fucking repetitive feud, but at least this right. one has, probably has a really good ending that, to that, it. That's a fucking good point, and I would like to see that too, but it's, I still think it's like, what a fucking chore to do a feud that we just seen on the other brand and then pretend like it's fresh because it's got a red color behind it. Yeah. No so my low, Titus and Apollo. That segment with Titus and Apollo, it was uh, Titus O'Neil trying to convince Apollo Crews to be going to the... Wait. You mean to tell me that was on the Hulu version? Nope. I was on. Oh. The, I went to YouTube afterwards <laughs> to find some oh, stuff God. I couldn't find. Callie doesn't know, have any idea who you're talking about right now. <laughs> She's <laughs> looking at all chests. This, they all the two big. I only see one. One had a suit on. One had the same Apollo Crew shirt. I I made even made a joke uh, on the live. I was like, does he buy himself a new shirt every fucking <laughs> every show week. just so his merch sales look good, <laughs> <laughs> or that he's selling something? Like, hey, look, someone bought another shirt. Right, it was you, Apollo. I'll get fifty cent of this <laughs> shirt, man. <laughs> that was low, that was my low, and y'all know how I like my black wrestlers. Look. Yeah, yeah, in your face. <laughs> That's how you um, like him. It was just who are you? Shitty segment. You're, you're giving props to Roman Reigns as family. low as the black wrestlers. Yeah, low as yeah. black guy. Like, was, sorry, it was just a shitty, useless promo backstage. I understand I you want to showcase you want to showcase your new people on Raw. I don't know if you've but noticed, there's no, but there's, a lot of Titus's promos backstage are <laughs> useless, shitty promos. Uh they're entertaining when it was with the New Day at least. <laughs> The, the the new day made his promos entertaining. Should leave that open. So then it's warm in here. Yeah, 
I'm sweating my dick. That's why I keep. And I got sweat shorts on. (laughs) Everybody go buy yourself a pair of sweat shorts. Someone who wears sweat shorts, you like like sweatpants, but they're shorts. You want swarts? Any and no. Stop trying to give them stupid names like jorts. (laughs) Anybody who wants to give us sweat shorts to wear and promote, we'll do it. (laughs) All of us at the same time on the same Facebook live. Uh, I agree with you though. Uh, I I I don't even know what that could build to. Like. At least with while I might be like, okay, I get it. Ambrose versus Miz. Miz takes the IC title back. Cool. We need to give him a run because we're going to make it the top title. And I'd rather see Miz as the top guy on Raw. Um, But Apollo Crews and Titus O'Neil makes no sense. Even even if it becomes a feud just because it finally gets airtime for Apollo Crews, which I'm all right with. Look, I, I get it. Apollo Crews is really, really underrated. And he gets a lot of shit. But he's in that moment of Rocky, Maya Villa. Like yes, right before wow. Rock went heel uh-huh. and say, saying, y'all chant, die, Rocky, die. Because he just comes out with a smile all the time. But I do not see him versus Titus O'Neil helping So in him. other words, in the words of Paul Mooney, he's that smiling, grinning nigga. Pretty much. That boy grins. No. No, I'm not. I'm not even remotely saying that. Uh, fuck a fuck, Paul Mooney. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Grace. I agree with you 100. There is. I don't see any promise for this whatsoever. Um, my rating for Raw is a fucking three. I hated Raw. I I seriously despised Raw. 100. Give it a three. My high was Alexa Bliss because in that, that fatal four way. <laughs> It was. She was great. She was one hundred percent great. Her manner, smacking uh, Nia Jax, and then trying to run away. Even followed it up by posting on Instagram a photo of her smacking her, saying, "There was a fly on you. I was just trying to get it off." <laughs> you know, her standing up on the uh, the turnbuckle and Nia realizing it, and she's like, "No, I'm just kidding." She jumped down and goes away. And then for her to slide in and I'm get not, the win, I was like, "Alexa Bliss won Raw for me, one hundred percent." Ended up being the reason I loved Raw. Um, my low, uh, we kind of talked about it. Um, I mean, we talked about my main low, which was the ring. I'm just over it. You know, I I put a I put a poll on Twitter though. I was like, you guys, how do you feel about it? A lot of people thought it was still badass. Like a majority of people who voted still said badass. What the ring or- for the ring breaking? And because I, I even like I gave four options: a badass, it's still pretty cool, it's all right, or can they just be done with this already? And Badass. I thought it was. I thought it was appropriately used. I just again. I just think at this point, it's done. Like right. I don't want to see a, it. What about Braun Strowman in general? There's my low, and that. And you're that's the why minority I say, for that one, I, and that's fine. I'll be the minority. I'll I'm, take. I'm all over it the too. Like, shit. like Braun is the reason I hated Raw so much. Braun is nothing different every time he goes out, except last week when he turned an ambulance over. He says the same stuff. He has nothing different to say. Apparently, that ambulance is going to show up on next week's Raw to take on Braun Strowman. Keep going with your point because I want to counter it. (laughs) (laughs) He is repetitive. He always wants competition. Uh, You better give it to him or else, no matter if he says it to Foley. He even said, I went through this with Foley. Yeah, we know he heard it. It's the same fucking thing you said to Foley, too. And he goes backstage and beats up superstars, throw them around. But what is it for? Anymore, like uh, there's at least this time he actually fought but, the show. Yeah, but it still ended in a no contest, so it's not like you got the. And one, that's so. and that's my other. Could have pinned him though. You and I agree with I, that. I, that's, I, and that's I why I agree with that right. is because it still ends up with nothing. 
the stuff with Roman Reigns had a good ending. It was, I flipped the fucking ambulance with you and I look devastating. And then now, the next week. <laughs> now he looks like, now he's just, I'm going to throw this little guy in the trash and I'm going to knock this other gold dude through this fence. <laughs> I love that they didn't get him out of the trash for the whole segment. <laughs> and I, told I, you, I laughed the whole segment when I watched it. And, and I punched this guy and he's knocked out. And it's just, I'm... Overwatching, I'm overwatching Braun Strowman more than I'm overwatching Charlotte and Sasha and Bailey and Nia go for the fucking Raw Women's title. I mean, since we did touch upon Kalisto, so they just literally switch brands with those two. Yeah, Sinkar and uh, Kalisto. Yeah, Lucha. We mentioned that last week. I was like, the Luchadors are not. Yeah, well, I wasn't here. <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe you should have listened. No, I'm trying to win a championship. From what I've learned, you have to take time off. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what I gotta do? <laughs> Smitty, show up too much. <laughs> <laughs> I've only what, missed two shows since we started. That's why you're not champion. <laughs> right. Quit sucking. So, um, my, me. yeah, I, I, I disagree. Uh, Strowman, I think, is green. I think his mic work is silly at times. It's almost laughable. Like, like when you guys do the impression, spot on. That's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> Nerds! But you also got to give him the benefit of the doubt. He doesn't write those fucking lines. Uh, I like his character because it's the first time we have a believable badass on TV in a while. We have wrestlers and we have guys that do shit, but we don't have a lot of badasses anymore. And when Roman you see Reigns. Braun Strowman, you go, no, you don't believe that he's I don't a badass. That's what I like, i.e. Roman Reigns. Guys huh? that they try yeah. to make look like a badass, but... Yeah, I mean, yeah, they try, but but he's not believable like that. Right, when you I'll, see Strowman, you go, he's a fucking badass for real. Like, I don't want to fuck with Braun Strowman. I'll say, in real life, you see Roman Reigns, you're like, all right. You're my size. You're right. Like, you could, I could I could, he, he's six foot four, so he literally is my size. I was so it's two. like, all right, I could take you. When you see Braun Strowman, you're like, you know what, man? Have a good day. <laughs> right. Like, I'm done. Well, I just think one of the things wrestling has lacked in a long time is, uh, like, True badasses, like, and badasses come in different sizes. They don't all have to be fucking giants. Look at Taz yeah. and ECW. But you believed. Uh, but my thing is, just in wrestling, it's like there's almost been so hokey and fucking cheesy that we forget that these guys are supposed to be badasses, and and we need a couple more of them. But they're toting that line with Strowman right now. Well, well, I think I think the problem is his promo skills. Well, my tongue is like, not. Give him a manager. He's like, Whoa. but but anyways. <laughs> so anyways, what's up, ladies? Bro? Somebody uh, like it. What's up, ladies? <laughs> Somebody like it. This must be uh, Chris McGinnis, the Booker over here, dog. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, anyways. Uh, so I think his promo skills need to get better for sure. But I think his presence is good, and I think he does a lot of things right. And for a green guy to be doing as well as he's doing and having Big Show's best matches. I think it's quite remarkable. Um, so yeah, again, watching them chain wrestle and stuff like that—that that is kind of amazing for how big they are. Watching Braun Strowman do an arm drag, but, actually, but, but at the same me. time, I don't want to see Braun Strowman I, chain wrestle. I want to see Braun Strowman just annihilate right. people. I, I, and and I, it's fine. Like I said, like but you're not going to annihilate competition like that, like you've been begging for. Do not say the word competition. <laughs> competition. <laughs> <laughs> So again, I, I think there's definitely things that he needs to improve upon and things that need to get better. I just think he's better than what we've gotten, and it's refreshing to see something that they're doing right. Again, there are things that he can do better with it. His mic skills need work. I don't want to see him have another fucking segment with a GM. I don't want him to ask for competition. I can't do it like you guys. Competition. <laughs> competition. <laughs> so, uh, 
You know, I don't, I don't want to see him do that shit, but, but definitely there's things that fucking, uh, that are right about what he's doing. Being your fresh air. (laughs) All right. Let's move on to SmackDown. Uh, SmackDown happened on Tuesday, uh, emanating from, uh, the, no fucking (laughs) joke, the KFC (laughs) Yum Center in Louisville, Kentucky. Only in Louisville. (laughs) Only Uh, in the Bible Belt, damn it. Started off with Charlotte coming out, uh, bitching that she hasn't been given a title opportunity yet. Uh, Naomi came out with her Velcro title. Uh, and I, I'm not kidding. There was three straps of Velcro on that yeah. title. And I was very confused by it. all the Velcro was gone later, but there was Velcro on it. Uh, Shane came out saying that people don't, aren't just given opportunities. They have to earn them on SmackDown live. And she had to take on Naomi, uh, later in the show. And if she won, then she would fight for the women, the SmackDown women's championship next week, next week on SmackDown. And then the power uh, Rangers villains got mad. Yep. Uh, all the girls were upset and went into the, not uh, all. well, okay. I- the three everybody but three the three Lynch. heels and uh James Dusworth uh were in the back. <laughs> uh Natty saying she didn't get an opportunity. He goes, You were in that match at WrestleMania. You didn't ask for a singles match. Charlotte did, so that's why she got one. Well, she uh, of course then they were super catty and just bumping Charlotte. <laughs> she walked by later. Uh Jenner Mahal won the six pack challenge. <laughs> Against Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, Luke Harper, Eric Roman, Rowan, and Mojo Rawley uh, to become the number one contender for the WWE Championship. Against show you the lack of depth on the SmackDown roster against Randy Orton when the Bollywood Boys uh, came out. Uh, the the championship match is going to be at Backlash. Uh, the next was a battleground. What was one or the other? It's backlash. Okay. Uh, the next uh, match was Charlotte Flair defeating July. Naomi. What? No, they they endorsed Battleground already on SmackDown. Yeah, but it's not till July. They were talking about the ticket sales. It was June. Okay. Something. Sorry. Uh, Charlotte Flair defeated Naomi to become the number one contender for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, American Alpha got their uh, match against the. Not anymore referred to as the Shining Stars. Primo no, truck said it. Still. And Epico they Cologne. Got a, they got a colonoscopy. <laughs> the Colons. Uh but Primo and Epico defeated American Alpha. Uh the face of America Kevin Owens then comes out open challenge. uh for the Face of America open challenge where he defeated Gary Gandy uh from, from Louisville, Louisville, Kentucky. Kentucky. <laughs> and then said he was gonna sit down on commentary because during an AJ Styles promo interview earlier, Baron Corbin came in and said AJ Styles put him put his nose into Corbin's business. And then he never pinned him. AJ Styles and Baron Corbin main evented to where Corbin got counted out. So AJ Styles won. Give me your rating, your highs, your lows. Champ. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Uh, did you watch SmackDown? Yeah, I did. Okay. Um, my, I'm going to be in the minority on this. My high is Jinder Mahal. Okay, I know I'm in the minority on this. You're not actually. Well, because here's my thing: is last week we literally said, "Wait, hey, we should push Jinder Mahal." <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I was like, I was like, he looks fuck it. That's something we talked about. Me, Joe, and I think you were all like, we were talking about the, I was talking about the rumor that they were going to push him, but I thought it was going to be a mid card push. Well, I, I think. Well, that's what brings me to my low, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> my low is not just him winning and getting a shot at the main title, but just in general the booking of the mid-card and the main event. I don't understand 
why the main event guys are fighting for the mid-card title. And all the mid-card guys are getting a shot for the number one contendership for the, the main title. It doesn't make any... It's like they're booking it backwards to me. The way I the way I saw it was okay. You have AJ versus KO, which is you know you're trying to legitimize your US title, which is great. Um, and then I mean, right, I, I'm all Randy. for the you know gender winning. Like I, I'd be quite honest, I didn't really care who won that six pack challenge because the way I see it is looking at the competitors in the six pack challenge, like oh, so Randy's going to hold the title for a while. It's kind of the way I took it. So, I mean, I I don't see gender winning the title. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe he gets this mega push and we're well, fucking... Well, right. No, and, like, maybe he, he'll get over and I will look stupid, but I, I don't see it happening. Right. Um, I mean, I don't see that happening either. I just think they um, they got to figure out who the fuck is the real mid-card and who the fuck is the main event. You're trying to tell me that half those guys in that fucking match, Jinder Mahal included... Those those are your fucking main event players. Yeah, Half but ball, but they're doing Luke but they're doing that thing where like their booking is kind of like ingrained with yeah, their philosophy. That's what I'm like, saying. I don't like it. Opportunity, like yeah, I don't like that though because it makes the I, fucking titles go okay. Why the fuck is this the secondary title? I will say this: I 100 percent agree that we have said consistently SmackDown is fucking up the way their title picture looks. All the time. Well, w- I'm sorry. WWE is fucking up how SmackDown's title picture looks. I'm okay with AJ versus KO for the U.S. title. I'd be more okay with it if the, the Universal title was coming had come to SmackDown, and you have to carry the U.S. as your main title. Orton's there. Orton came out after this six pack challenge. Completely disrespected Jinder Mahal because he came out and said, "I got all you did was buy yourself a ticket to get an RKO, but before that, I got to take on Bray Wyatt." And then while Jinder Mahal is standing next to him, just looked at the camera talking to Bray Wyatt, like Mahal didn't fucking matter that he was next to him. And then Bray came out and stuff. But the main event was built around the U.S. title. The beginning of the show was, uh, I think, the promo was right after. The women's match, AJ and Corbin. Yeah. So it, it's right off the bat, the U.S. title and the women's title were, were the main focus. And then you got the six-pack challenge. I agree. It's it's like they're making it look dumb, but at the same time. You're trying to build the other titles. No. I don't get No, that's No, they backed themselves into this corner. This superstar shakeup was done so wrong, at least now, because now WWE can't do anything with the WWE title. They can't. They put Orton into payback and changed it from an originally a House of Horrors match for the WWE title to now just a House of Horrors match. They took the title off of it. I Yeah, well, when they kept the title on it, Randy was winning. And now they took the title off of it. Now you know Bray's winning. Like You don't know that. Yeah. You do. It's a, it's, I'd, be, I'd bet more money on Bray than Randy, for sure. But Randy Orton... Versus Bray Wyatt was supposed to be for the WWE title. It was tweeted last week. It was even talked it. about after the shakeup. Yeah, it was like this. It was hundred percent was, was booked a title so- match, and you took it away from it. So when you took it away from it, you immediately said you don't give a shit about your WWE title. Since when is the WWE title the flux title? I agree one hundred percent with you, Orlando. They made it look fucking stupid. But now, like, okay, so before they did the shakeup, 
it was supposed to Bray was supposed to get his rematch at SmackDown's next pay per view. Yeah. So why did they bump that up to Payback? Why didn't they just leave it at Backlash? And you know, then they could build it up, and they didn't have to do the number one contender thing now. And then they could have built a story with Jinder and Randy going into the I, next paper. I hate that they um did the superstar shakeup and still have matches from guys with each opposite yeah. brand. It makes no fucking sense the way they've done that. Yeah, we were and we were talking about that before as well. One hundred percent. No longer is it a raw exclusive pay per view. You have the U.S. title. Kevin Owens is on payback. Is on payback. And we don't really. Randy Orton's on payback. Yeah. You know, it's it's not a raw exclusive pay per view anymore because of that, which is a problem. Yeah. Z. Rating um, highs, lows. Tell us, Mercy. But I give raw. I give raw four. So SmackDown gets a five. Oh, it was better. It was. It's also shorter too, so I didn't have to like gouge my eyes out for an extra hour. <laughs> 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 My high, um, what was my high? Oh, you know your high. Um, Are you high right now? I'm no, not. I, I'm not actually. Um, it it wasn't the Captain America speech by Kevin Owens. I know, I know that's somebody else's high. Oh, that's my high. Um, my high is the fact that I no longer have to see that stupid Shining Stars moniker. Damn it, you took the Colons. I, 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 you got the Colons. That's what his girl said, too. <laughs> their, their finisher should be like the colonoscopy. I, I really think so. Um, but no, like, and I kind of saw it last week when they entered the ring and they were in like the blue jeans and shirtless. Like, okay, they they kind of coming in looking like a couple of badasses. So this is kind of cool. Like, I didn't think they would like completely change their gimmick. Like, they are. Their they name, go, they're their thing. But I, it, that's not bad though because they're I, they're not bad wrestlers at all. I think they get stuck with a lot of bad gimmicks. And I think with this, they have a chance to get themselves over. And then I, I listened to them talk on Talking Smack, and I, I don't see this as a bad thing for the tag division. My low is the fact that where were your tag team champions this week? Anybody see them? They're trying to push the the, uh, the Colons as a done man. Doesn't matter. You, like you, you. Okay, what other face tag? You want me to care? Okay, here's the thing: if you want me to care about your tag division. Why aren't you featuring your tag? Even even just okay. a promo see, see, or let, something. Okay. okay, I'll give you that. But like, what what do you have for them to go against? If Alpha's going so to have them cut the a promo so people see them about what? Anything? Anything? How how they're great? How nobody can beat them? Like wh- whatever. F- feature them on TV. Yeah, I said the same thing with Alpha Champions when you did have, but they they were was, doing the same thing. They they were not featured on TV, but it then they lost the title on TV. And what was that? Two weeks ago, and, a week before Mania. Well, okay, a week before Mania, so like a month ago, and you know, three weeks later, you're not even featured on TV. We're not featured on Mania. What? Point in case, Smitty. <laughs> really? They just need to do better with with once again their titles. Their their title picture is fucked up at best. Agreed. Uh, I we've beaten that horse to. It's almost as bad as when we kept oh. shitting on over fucking all the Titus promos. 
SmackDown, the WWE is treating some of the SmackDown titles. I mean, they're just screwing everything up with those titles. It seems like all of them except for the women's. And I mean, not saying that they're doing a great job with that either, but. It's finally, yeah, I mean. Better than the rest. Yep. I agree. It's mighty. Um, I was. Like, rate it. Am I right? I gave it a 6.5. It was better than Raw still. And I gave it one whole point above Raw. Yay me. Yeah, I'm going to start off with my low. See, my, it was, I had a lot of lows, a couple of highs, but it was my lows. You still gave it a 6.5. A lot of lows, couple of highs. Gave so, it a six, so, but my lows were still entertaining <laughs> for some reason. Okay, my low is just the way SmackDown's been run since the Superstar Shake-Up. Like, I do like... So for a week. Yeah, you're literally talking about this week. Okay, so, <laughs> I enjoy seeing fresh faces getting the opportunity for... Like, SmackDown is actually endorsing themselves to land opportunity. You're seeing it. You're seeing it. Guys. We can change Strowman up. Instead of saying competition, be like, I want an opportunity. <laughs> okay, go on. Sorry, Smitty. But, um, opportunity. I do like seeing <laughs> Mahal get, like, okay, the Mahal thing was kind of my high end low at the same time. Like, if I can be frank. Okay. Elaborate, Stop, frank. please. Tell us. Okay, so, like, like I said, I like seeing the fact that he's getting the push. Thanks. Thank you, steroids. Um,. You still got to be a good worker. Like, oh, no, even if you take steroids, say, you still got to be love, a decent worker. <laughs> oh, really? You think he would? Uh, cross also, Keep on with your point. Okay. I like seeing a new opportunity. Like, everybody here had an opportunity. None of these guys have ever been a world champion at one point, at any point in their career. Well, actually, no. Luke Harper was in ROH. Um, well, most of you guys have never touched gold. Most of these guys have never touched gold in uh, WWE. Besides Ziggler and that match. And Luke Harper. Those are the only two guys who have touched gold, and they were both mostly IC champion. I don't really – Dolph Ziggler's world title runs were crap. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. He didn't really get a good – any good title. Continue. Did he even really get a good IC run? Yeah, no. like four. Man. Were they good? His feet were Kofi. Or no, it was U.S. But <laughs> Go on. Um, my low about it was just – yeah, I think like they rushed it. I, I do feel like they kind of rushed – the way they they rushed it, I knew there was there was always the rumor that it was going that Mahal was going to get a heel push. Mm-hmm. Who thought it was going to be on the big belt was my kind of my low. I like mean, I thought like just why like most people same. I think it's probably the same thing. Reason problem I had was like okay, I always believe the IC belt or the US title was supposed to be a stepping stone to say you're ready to go to that next level for a ti- for a bigger title. So you're still oh, that was school that was botched in the ruthless aggression era. Yeah, that went away. That dude, that is so old school. That is literally '97. They, they still did it in the Attitude Era though, because yeah. Austin had the IC belt before. Then, it. Yeah, I I agree. it was kind of like Michael a testing title to see if this guy could like handle the main event picture. Dude, do you know who threw that to the wind? Fucking Brock Lesnar. Yeah, but Brock was Brock's the type of guy like. I agree. You didn't but have to. I agree. But then you brought in guys like Jack Swagger, and before he won any other title, he won the world title. Right? Like it just. But just that's stupid. Like away. You, so I, I don't I, know if it was in their contracts or whatever the hell it was, but that's just WWE, man. It, it's a it's a change of the times. Like I mean, I I I used to like you know you had a tag team, you won tag team gold, 
and then you you know you split up and you do your little singles thing and you win the IC belt and then you win you know you go on and you know like the nice little like build up like the Bret Hart or the Shawn Michaels or you know what I mean but I don't know even Diesel back in the day won the IC belt before. before he won you know the heavyweight title I don't mind that it all depends on what you're trying to do but well, but so, I do think they fucked up it in general so yeah, I agree like, with the overall point yeah Maybe so if you bring in a that. guy like Brock it's believable that he goes right to the top like you know or even continues I like seeing the new opportunities but it also seems like everybody on Raw is immediately getting thrust into somebody's title picture everybody that came over in the Super shake up is pretty much uh it's almost like a side opportunity besides the Colons right now. Every you mean everyone in Kansas SmackDown? Yeah. Besides Tamina and the but this is, I mean, it's the same way on Raw. You were right on, uh, you're right on Raw, too. When you, and I know you messed up the shows, but you're right on, on both. You know, and it's the only reason no one's going for the Universal is because there's no Universal title to fight. Brock Lesnar comes when Brock Lesnar wants to come. Yeah, and the two stars fighting for the IC belt came from SmackDown, Smackdown. Live. So it's, it, again, man. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you exactly what I wrote. I read it, what I put on Twitter, and I we talk about it all the time. Make sure you guys are following us on Twitter, uh, Twitter.com/slash/BDRcast. Uh, everyone that bitched about wanting some sort of shakeup with these feuds that is bitching, it's Jinder Mahal, and you guys are. I know you're not. I know. I'm saying you're not. You're not bitch. But there's a lot of people going fuck Jinder Mahal getting it. Like, who cares? You were sick of seeing it. It is something shitty. different. Mm-hmm. Let it play the and fuck say, out. Say, that's why I said. I don't know. Like with, with the Bollywood boys, it could be. It could be. Like, this could. Yeah. No, this I could take don't know off. yet. That goes back to another rumor. Say like, the Bollywood boys and Mahal will be a uh, standing stable. Plus, they're, they're kind of with, with his promos and everything. They're kind of booking them like a uh, Alberto Del Ginger. Yeah. Or so. Seth Gender with, uh, with uh, Bollywood security. No, no, no. Like with his, uh, he talks about his wealth and his pedigree and stuff like that. So it, it kind of reminded me of Del Rio. So here's my rating. I give SmackDown a fucking five. I thought it was an average show. Um, my high, no one discussed and no one will discuss because you weren't, everyone's thinking I was going to go with it, but I wasn't. My high is Jinder Mahal's promo after he fucking won. Yeah, everyone was all everyone's all like oh, gender right here. and then gender cut one hell of a fucking promo I'm my a- only beef with it is it's because he's foreign he hates americans that's my only beef with it but that's a wwe Whoa. thing that that's you're never just thing, i yeah. agree you know, like, that's my only beef real with fucked it. about that is he is canadian he still hates americans so but <laughs> but he cut a great heel promo sure i could have jumped on the the kevin owens thing his fucking titantron shit was amazing. But Jinder Mahal's promo solidified why he's okay. I feel okay with him going into this WWE title match because Randy's boring. Even when he came out, I was like, okay, cool. Randy Borton. But Jinder was great. Randy Borton. 100% great. So Jinder Mahal is my high. My low is mother dick. I had it because I just... It was something that just pissed. Oh, it we talked about earlier. Uh, my my low is what the fuck happened with the WWE title. It literally just disappeared from that match. They made no effort into saying anything about it before SmackDown Live. But every time you heard about whoever wins this match, wins uh, that six pack challenge match, was gonna go face Randy Orton at uh, Backlash for the WWE title, and you're like, I'm like. 
wait a minute. No, he has a title match. Why are you making it seem like he doesn't have a fucking title match? Well, that, Oh, because today they announced he doesn't have a title match. Well, no, because I, I was even thinking like, oh, so is this one of those things like if Bray wins, he comes to SmackDown Live? Like that's the way I was thinking. No, they keep, they keep endorsing. They kept endorsing Rand- they face Randy I, Orton at Backlash. No, no, but they kept flip-flopping. They kept saying either Randy Orton or or then they would correct themselves and be like, oh, for the W, or, you know, or yeah. number one contendership for the WWE Championship. It's fucking dumb. So either either way, though, like the way I looked at it, like, oh, sweet, thanks. You're telling me Randy wins at the pay-per-view. Right. So that's it for us. We're over. Time. But, I mean, again, we started 30 minutes late. But uh, Orlando, tell yes. me. Plug some shit, man. What, what do you have going on this weekend? This weekend, I just have one show. I'm at OCW in Akron, Ohio. But also wanted OCW, to plug OCW. the stuff that we have going on next weekend because we did announce that we are doing the Breaking Down the Ring in-ring segment. Uh, whatever God the fuck that it. means, we don't know yet. You'll find the fuck out! <laughs> You'll find out at the Underground Wrestling Society show April 29th in Brighton, Michigan. We also had a little update with that. Um... Black Bushido from all Japan had to cancel. So instead, we replaced him with former WWE superstar Zach Gowan, which is, you know, he's really fucking good. If you haven't seen the him, original this is one-legged stuff. man to win an ass-kicking contest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. From Brock Lesnar and Doesn't matter, he won. <laughs> <laughs> it's all that matters. So anyways, he's fucking, uh, if you haven't seen his recent stuff, he's so fucking good. Um, he did really good on American Ninja Warrior, too. Yeah. Like, I mean, he got to like the third uh, obstacle. Yeah. Right, he's recently on there. So he'll be at the show. Uh, so that was kind of like a small upgrade for us. Um, very happy with that. Everything else is still set in stone, but card always subject to change. You know how it works, fellas. And uh, lady, who is not here. Am I a lady? So yeah, so the, lots of that stuff. Keep following us. Follow us at uh, underground Facebook.com slash Underground Wrestling Society. We're also on Twitter at Twitter, handle whatever, uh, underscore, underscore, UWS, underscore, underscore. Because they already had a UWS. <laughs> <laughs> Can't just go UW Society? <laughs> uh, maybe, but I didn't. I'm not, I wasn't that creative. <laughs> so anyways. Um, the show is going to be happening out there in Brighton, Michigan. The Legacy Center out in Brighton, Michigan. Uh, our own Orlando Christopher is going to be the headline, taking on Gavin Quinn. Uh, you also got The Cure versus The Dirty is one of the matches. Uh, Shauna Reed uh, and uh, versus Angelus Lane is one of, is the women's match. Yep. Uh, again, Facebook.com slash underground wrestling society uh phone number for uh 248-660-2523 you guys can get a hold uh the tickets you can go to the facebook page like i said underground wrestling society on the event get you get you the link for the tickets get yourself some tickets breaking down the ring will be in the ring literally breaking down something (laughs) you're gonna have to wait and see what we're doing uh all of us will be there again brighton michigan the legacy center underground wrestling society General admission is twelve is twelve dollars. Front row for twenty dollars, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, for watching us on Facebook Live. Make sure you're following us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash/BDRcast, Twitter at BDRcast, Instagram at BDRcast, and officially we have broken down the ring. We are the Ring Crew. Z, the Titty Lover Smitey, <laughs> the Champ Orlando. And me, the all Mikey one, Mikey himself. Uh, For Joe, for Callie, who could not make it today, we are out.